This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, Subscribe to Off the Floor. That's at Winnow with two N's, winnow.app backslash off the floor, free for the first week, $3.05 per month after that. And check out Prize Picks. Go use go to prizepicks.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store. Type in the code five, F-I-V-E. You'll get that initial deposit matched up to hundred dollars Again, it's at Prize Picks. You can play everything, including the NBA, MLB, MLS. NFL and more. Also, you can play two, three, four, five, six players together. You can play players from different teams. They got tons of categories. But the key thing is use that code five, F I V E, get that initial deposit matched up to $100. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Stop listening to the theme song because I, you know, I, I've asked Alana to do a different one so that she can incorporate Brady here because we haven't traded Brady for draft picks or anything else. Hell uh, and I'm listening. I'm listening to the theme song, and there's the in Pat We Trust part, and I'm just wondering if some skip over that today. Uh, today's floor plan, I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. we got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. we got Alex Salito. You can follow me at Tropical Blanket. we got Brady Hawk. You can follow me at Brady Hawk 305. You can follow Dame Lillard to Milwaukee. Uh, it hit today at about 225. It's always the best time. I'm on the way to get my daughter from school. And Dame Lillard is traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. For not a whole lot. And look, we're going to try to break this down as best we can. Obviously, we've done, I think, 43 Dame Lillard podcasts in about three months. So we want to thank him for the uh, the, the, uh, the, the the trade request plus the playbacks and everything else. We did a little long playback earlier today or some of the guys from our group did. So we appreciate them jumping on for us. We did two and playbacks today. Eighth in the two. country. Eighth of the country. Nobody wants to hear it. Uh, let me let me uh, let me get to this, and then I'll get to the rest of you guys on all this stuff. Uh, we will try to give our best information about what's happened, but I'm just going to be honest from the very start here. A lot of it's murky. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that was out there on social media being sent around today. Different reporters with different stories. Agents seeming to cover their ass uh, by using various reporters, including. I don't mean using, but sending out statements to various reporters. Uh, just a total mess. But I, I, this is my overall point on it before we get into the blame game, which I'm sure is something that we're going to do more of because fans want to do more of it. But it's not a good day for the Miami Heat. Like, I, th- there's no way to sugarcoat that. Like, whoever you want to pin this on, whether you want to pin it 
on Joe Cronin, on Aaron Goodwin, on Dame Lillard for relenting because obviously he did relent from only Miami because once he was traded to Milwaukee, he he said he was you know excited to be a Buck and and I, apparently some of that was done through back channels according to some reports, Mark Spears and others over the past ten days or whether you just want to blame Pat Riley and the rest of the Heat front office, it's not a good day for the Miami Heat. I, I'm I'm sorry, like it, Dame Lillard went for next to nothing. Okay. I mean, he went for next. We talked about how Bradley Beal went for next to nothing, but for a player of James quality, I understand 33 years old. I understand $63 million at the end of the contract. I get all that. I know why the heat didn't want to quote unquote overpay for that, break the bank for that, got the roster for that, uh, you know, bend over for Joe Cronin for that. I, I, I get all of that. Okay. But the reality is Dame Lillard is not a member of the Miami heat. And now he's a member of the Milwaukee bucks. In your conference, one of the only two teams really that you take seriously as a contender in the East, we've talked about how the East hasn't gotten better. Well, now it just did. Okay. Now I know they had to give up Drew Holiday. I understand that. We'll talk more about Drew going forward. I just want to be clear on this too. The Heat were concerned about the Bucs. I've mentioned that on various podcasts that that was one of the teams they thought could jump into this. They weren't as concerned about Toronto. Uh, again, some dispute about how serious they were. We had heard that they weren't that serious at the very end. Now there's some reporting afterwards that they were. They ultimately didn't get the deal done as they almost never get a deal done since 2018, since they got Kawhi. But I'm not going to sugarcoat this part of it. I know people want us to scream about this person or that person or why this happened and why this didn't happen. We will try to dissect it. The autopsies always get a little bit clearer a couple of days out. So I'll just be acknowledge it at 830 tonight with everything else that was going on today. I don't have a full autopsy of what went on in this situation. And I'm not going to pretend that I do. I just know it's not good for the Miami Heat. And and I'm I'm not going to say it's it's great that they're quote unquote running it back. I don't think they're running it back. I've said that, but the core, the, the top of the roster is being run back, and the top of the roster was in was due for an upgrade. Okay, of this type. And as as Greg has said, and as others have said, if not this guy, then who? Like if you if not this player who asked out, who fit perfectly between Jimmy and 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 Bam who uh, who had that kind of relationship with Bam, who asked for only Miami. I just come to this, and I know that people with the Heat will try to correct me over the next few days and maybe explain it you know, during the autopsy, but I just feel like whatever the obstacle, there are obstacles, but there are none. Uh, the main thing is the main thing. I, I've been hearing these phrases for a long time. It, it had to get done. It had to get done one way or the other. And I, again, I know somebody's going to hit me up and say, well, he wouldn't answer our calls and he wouldn't want to deal it to us. And this was a spite deal. And I saw a mean, you know, who we used to work in a front office in Phoenix and now is the Levitard's group. And he, he called it a spite deal. And maybe that's all it was. Maybe he just wasn't going to trade him there under any circumstances. Okay. And you can maybe that is Dame's fault for the way he approached him. Maybe it's Goodwin's fault. I don't think it's the Heat's fault, but maybe it's the Heat's fault. Whatever. Okay. It's a bad day for the Miami Heat. That that's where I come down, Greg. Yeah, no, it it is. There's no sugarcoating that. There's no sh- sunshine pumping that shall take place. The Heat will be okay, but that's not the theme of today, for sure. And I think this is where I come down on it most. And you kind of broke down the basics and 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 
truthfully, we've, we've talked about this on off the floor. I said last night, if not this guy who, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that really is a big part of this, but this is the other thing that I just keep coming back to. It was such a slam dunk that there's now, and I know it's maybe a little bit of, um, I get the benefit of hindsight and all that, blah, blah, blah. But I, I just, it was Dame Lillard. And I, I just can't help but say that maybe if you had gone into the situation and the initial conversations, I go back to those, and I don't know what they were like, how cordial they were, how business-like they were, et cetera. That stuff we'll never know, and nor should we know. But ultimately, the fact that it came away so icy that you guys couldn't get back to the negotiating table when it was such a, a clearly defined deal for Miami to get Dame in terms of he wanted to be there. He said he wanted to be there. He did all the right things for Aaron Goodwin to get a statement out there today to kind of thank the heat for their pursuit of him as he's going to Milwaukee. I can't remember that ever happening before. So I, that's I don't think it ever has happened. Greg. I don't, um, I don't know what that was. So that <laughs> really that to me feels like a, it's a little bit of, a, it, it's kind of a defeat. And, and this is the other part of it. When you now hear that Milwaukee and Toronto got into the mix, and we heard about Toronto, and we had Michael Grange on, who then uh, this morning was saying all signs signal to Miami. We heard about a deal heating up today at lunchtime. We were all texting each other, and the funny part about it was all the messaging we were getting, it was actually Milwaukee in the three-team deal, not Miami. And I just think about situational awareness, and you got to know if Milwaukee is in that mix and you're worried about them, that's one team where if you look at them and I really objectively look at Milwaukee, Giannis can say, you got a shot to win and you're playing with me. And like, there's an element of that, that like can be sold to a point that you had, I think probably to take it more seriously in hindsight and get the deal done sooner. And what I mean by that is maybe you go in and you offer more right up front so that you show, you know what? I respect the fact that you're in a weird position. So this becomes less about winning a deal. I think what happened is we got hyper-focused on who's going to win this transaction, who's going to look best, who got the best value here. And to me, that you lose sight of what we're doing here. The main thing is the main thing. If you have Dame, Jimmy, and Bam, you figure out the rest. End of discussion. To even think beyond that, there is no such thing as an overpay if you add Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo after the dust settles on a Dame Lillard trade, there's no such thing as an overpay. Even if you empty out every possible asset you have, spending mechanism you have, there's no excuse. So I just don't know if they went in and they initially offered something really crappy and Portland said, this was so BS, I'm not coming back to that. That's That's a miss from a situational awareness perspective. So I... You're right. It's a bad day, but there's been bad days before and y'all know what happens. They figure it out, but there needs to be a major pivot here because we'll get into later on down the line. We're not going to do it on this episode about what the hell they do from here, but everyone knows too. This is the last thing and I'm going to let y'all, I'll, I'll concede the floor. This is not a situation where they can say, where the Heat can say, where the locker room can say. Even Josh Richardson tweeted today, I guess I can choose my number now. All those guys knew what the hell everybody was waiting around for. And now they're going to go clock in. And they're going to be professionals because that's what the Miami Heat do. But if y'all don't think that those are human beings, you're, you're wrong.
And so I just think eventually that thing of putting guys in that mix and not and not getting that upgrade, this you needed to inject life, and this was the moment. Well, I mean, right after all this happened, then there was the RJ Hampton signing. It's like they were waiting on that on on this stuff to to play itself out, and then they were going to make their additional moves. Coming on this podcast, I was told this was the RJ Hampton episode. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, now we'll invite you back for that one on Saturday at uh, I I think at one a.m. Uh, we'll, we'll do the RJ Hampton podcast, and you can break it down on playback. But the other point you made, Greg, it works both ways with Giannis, which is that not only was Giannis available to you know be you know the attraction for Dame to go play with him because their games do fit kind of perfectly, um, but also the story which was is milwaukee gonna lose Giannis? you know are, are you gonna are you know are you gonna get a, a, a potential power type team out of the eastern conference um that's off the table now like i mean a a major rival of yours in the eastern conference has strengthened itself and also like this idea now that okay we would just say okay let's pivot to trying to get Giannis. I don't know that there's going to be a getting Giannis if he's happy there with Dame. And it, it, this all comes after Drew Holiday said he wanted to be a buck for life, like with about 24 hours ago, and now he's out. There, there are no more pivots at this point. I, there are, uh, I, I know I use that word, Greg, and, and there are the things. And again, Drew is an option. I don't know how you're dealing. You're gonna to have to deal with the same guy to get Drew that you just had to deal with to get Dame. I and now he's got you over a barrel even more than he did before. So I that does not seem particularly likely to me. But it, it just it all comes to this. Maybe it was the initial offer. Maybe it was them wanting to spite Dame. And you know, I Dame look, Dame's not gonna be as happy in Milwaukee as he would have been in Miami. But again, it was just finding a situation that was palatable for him. And this is a situation where he's in the game, like he can win. It may not be the location that he wanted to be in, but he can win and he's gonna play with an unselfish uh superstar, somebody that others like to play with, who's gonna clean up a lot of stuff for him defensively. It makes a lot of sense for him. But Alice, I want to go to this uh because I, we need to objectively evaluate what Portland actually got here. Before we can we can say because I, I said along like if Cronin takes less it's hard to blame the Heat except for maybe what Greg is talking about like how you went in at the beginning because if Cronin was just going to be spiteful about this it does appear he was spiteful about this I, I don't know if it, it's spite or incompetence but he did not take a particularly good deal I mean he got DeAndre Ayton who who Phoenix has been trying to dump he got one pick and he got pick swaps. With and are we assuming that Milwaukee? I mean, I, I know everybody was all over the Heat's picks and the pick swaps. Are we assuming Milwaukee is going to be bad now? Because you know, because I, I don't think you can assume that as long as Giannis is going to be there. And then he got Drew Holiday, who, unless he holds the Heat over a barrel, or maybe Philly, I guess, which is where there apparently is some interest. What is he going to get for him? So I, you know, because I don't. I mean, Drew's not a long-term fixture there. He's talked about retiring within the next two years. Um, what do you make of what Portland got? And do you think it's spite, incompetence, or what? There's so much. There's so much. I, I don't even know where to start. I'm, I'm going to have to organize my thoughts. But sticking to the question first, right? Um, I guess if you're the Blazers front office, because, you know, Ethan, you were on top of this. You were waiting for Woj to spin this into, you know, a brilliant trade package. If you if you count DeAndre Aiden as a former number one pick, if you count – the other guy who came in the deal, whose name I can't pronounce, who was a second-round pick, if you count the swaps in 28 and 30 as picks, 
then you know what? They got like four picks in the deal. No, but in, in all seriousness, <laughs> it's a terrible deal, um, especially considering like the type of deals that we had been talking about all summer, which, you know, that's the one silver lining of this, that we were able to get content throughout the dead season. Um, but nobody cares about that right now. Nobody wants to hear that right now. What I will say is it's just like, it's hard to not think of it as a spite move when you see what they got in return. And, you know, you had mentioned the Bucks a while ago when, when you first heard from the Heat who told you that, and it made sense. That's like a team, you know, we had narrowed down the market for so long, like how many teams actually make sense for him who need a point guard who are in win now, who are an obvious contender if they, if they acquire him. And Milwaukee made sense. But I think none of us really thought they had what it took to get in the game. Not to mention, you know, the layers of, you know, if he doesn't want to be there, why are they going to put down stuff? But Milwaukee absolutely had the motivation to go and make a move like this. You know, shout out to them. They made a good deal um, for their, you know, for their sake. Because um, now they kind of get to lock down Giannis in the same move. And it's it was really a grand slam no-brainer for them. Not that, you know, their, their defense isn't going to take a dive. But I just don't understand how this can be better than what the Heat had put out there. And the thing that just makes this even tougher to talk about is that we don't really know exactly what the Heat put out there. Like we had heard different things throughout all this time. And I don't know. It seems like even if you want to talk about that report where it's Tyler and two first, which, you know, they, they probably did offer more than that. Um, I still think that's probably a better deal than what they got in return, because I think they're going to have they're almost gambling now that they're going to be able to flip Drew for multiple firsts and. Outside of that, it's like DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, he's a number former number one pick. He he might not have hit a ceiling yet, but how how likely is he to really bloom into just like uh, another tier of player? There, he's a good player, sure, that's fine. But like, what do you need a twenty five year old? Like, I, I get, he's an upgrade on Nurkic. They they got off of Nurkic, so that's one thing that's I guess beneficial for the Blazers. I just I just think it's such a weird deal. I, I think like you know. After all of this, turning Dame into Drew Holiday, a first and two swaps, how is that enough? How is that better than what was out there? And I don't know who to blame, right? Not even that the blame game matters here, but it seems like Cronin was spiteful. It seems like, you know, Dame was, was willing to play elsewhere, right? And, you know, it's, it's really tough to blame him because that's an obvious contender. And to some degree, even though I don't blame the Heat that much because it really does seem like the Bucks took a better deal. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, the Blazers took a worse deal from the Bucks. I, I'm also kind of with Leif that, that it's like maybe you played your hand. I mean, you overplayed your hand a little bit and you just kind of thought that it was going to work out. And once that other competition came, I think that was the point. And we talked about this um, once Toronto started coming up. And I, I still think it applies. That was the time to start getting somewhat aggressive. That doesn't mean, you know, like Ethan was saying, capitulate and give everything all in. But You've got to up your offer. You've got to make it known that you're in there. And I know that they weren't really willing to work with you, but I just think it, it seems like, again, because we have, I mean, you guys haven't heard too much yet, but it seems like from, from the outside looking in, they didn't do enough. And I understand why fans are frustrated. And this was supposed to be the one. He asked for Miami from day freaking one. He yeah. asked for Miami from day one, and it ended up working against them. Because of him asking for Miami from day one, the market was bad. The Heat thought they were going to be able to get him for, you know, relatively cheap. And then another team saw that, swooped in, and took him, which we talked about on one of our, you know, million playbacks. I, I just think it, it, it 
became the worst case scenario because this is even worse than him going to the Raptors, where it's like, I don't think anyone would have taken him that seriously as a contender. And now the Bucs are the outright favorite to go to the finals. Not and, just to go to the finals. They, they're, they're now the favorite to win the championship, actually. And for good uh, in reason. Vegas. And, and, and look, we can talk about the fact that Drew Holiday actually clamped Dame Lillard in a playoff series a few years ago, but Heat, Heat fans don't want to hear that either. I, I just Why think when you look, I, I just think when you look at what Dame did by declaring Miami, I think you hit on it, but it, it, it didn't affect it in quite the way you're saying. I think by him saying Miami and, and limiting the market, it made – the Blazers more spiteful about Miami. And if you want to say, like we, we always said, a player needs to ask out, a player needs to ask out, a player needs to force his way to Miami. And it does seem like that did work against them this time because the Blazers were less willing to deal with, with just Miami because they didn't like the way that it was handled. And also when, when, you know, when it started to go forward here a little bit, the heat maybe got a little complacent about it because they thought he was only going to play for them or he's going to make things difficult. I will say the one thing we were right about was the Blazers weren't going to bring him to camp. Like that deadline came up and they made a deal. And in my view, they made a bad deal. And so this whole thing about, well, they can just keep him through the trade deadline and that his value will go up. I don't think that was ever the case. I think they had to make the move here now, but they ended up taking, I, I mean, I, unless they get three first round picks for Drew Holiday, Okay, if they get three first-round picks for Drew Holiday, and, and again, they're going to need to match salary too. Unless they get that, uh, this is not a good deal. Like, there's just – I mean, it's not a quid. We were talking about the Heat potentially giving up four first-rounders, you know, once they could accumulate those first-rounders from around the league, plus young players like Jovic and Akez, who obviously the Blazers just didn't like very much. And, and I mean, they're getting – again, DeAndre Ayton is a player who the Suns re-signed – essentially because they didn't want to lose the asset and they immediately regretted it. And they were looking to move him from that moment forward. And this is the player, like this is the celebration that the Portland podcasters and all that are doing tonight about that deal. No, I think they're celebrating because they thought that heat fans and heat media and the heat got arrogant about the whole thing. And so we screwed you and we ended up sending him somewhere else. And, and, but that doesn't actually benefit Portland, Greg. And then I want to get Brady in here too. I just have to interject this as well. If 10 days ago, Damian Lillard's representation said that he'd open it up to Toronto and Milwaukee, I find it weird that Dame wouldn't go to BAM and say, yo, now is the time that y'all need to jump in this thing because I actually added some extra teams. So that's just something that we've Bam, been talking about. Wasn't here. BAM aware of that though? Wasn't our reporting that BAM felt that, I mean, you he and I were frustrated about this by the process. Last 24 sure. hours. He was frustrated by the, by the process. process. Right. So, uh, I mean, maybe that did happen. <laughs> we, we don't know, right? I mean, we, we don't know. We're not going to know until until the postmortem here. Uh, we're, we're going longer before the break here, but I want to give Brady a chance uh, to get in here on the basketball part of it. Um, because now they got to go to training camp on Monday, media day. <laughs> and I, Josh can wear zero, uh, right? Um, the they don't. They don't have a starting point guard on the roster. Okay, mm -hmm. they don't. And and then they, they cut Bouye today, so we had conversations about him. He's gone. Um, so where does that go? I mean, we, we've, 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 you know, look, you could fit Kyle Lowry's contract and throw a first-round pick in there and, and uh, or two and try to get Drew Holiday. But, again, you're having to deal with the same person that just wouldn't deal with you 
if you're going to trade Lowry and a pick and to get Buddy Heald and, and TJ McConnell, I guess maybe that's an option. But I mean, where do they go with that position? I'm just asking now because we assumed it was going to be Dave. I mean, we could be in denial and act like it's going to be Drew and we could do the whole process for the next two and a half months, but I don't feel like going down that that road again, even though I think Drew would make a lot of sense. I'm just not going to have that conversation just because of what you just said about the fact of what Portland would potentially do. And just to say for a second that the, the fact that Portland would take Drew, but not Tyler, like the fact that we kept having any discussions about Tyler going to this third team and like them not being willing. Cause Oh, we have, we have enough guards. We don't need that. But then oh, we'll take Drew though. And we'll deal him somewhere else that none of this made sense. That's why this all is pointless. To answer your question, what do they do? Uh, I feel like we've had this podcast maybe a couple times over the last two months, but I don't think there's a direct answer. I think it's probably a lot of uh, Tyler at the one back to 2021 season. I think people hate to hear that just because of the way that year finished, that it did not end well. But it wasn't a bad experiment, especially with the way that they run offense now and suppose as positionless, they could do certain stuff to not need to rely on a point guard in that lineup. But you need a point guard, like you, especially if you're saying Kyle's being sent out here. Like you're saying, Kyle, okay, we could have the Buddy Heald conversation because I think he's a really good player and he could be in a good spot with the way he shoots the ball. But you're having a lot of recurring players on this roster. Like it's a lot of front court guys, a lot of wings, a lot of shooting guards. Like you're not having the the you have depth, but you don't have player versatility in terms of different skill sets. So what do you do? You're gonna have to kind of I guess bank on what they say they always bank on, which is number one development internal development which i know right now nobody wants to hear that phrase internal development but that's where they're leaning on now like they're at the point now where it's like you're looking forward to trade deadlines and buyout markets if you're talking about potential moves but this roster is the roster so it's like as much as we talk so much about jovich and hawkes and these guys being assets they have some pressure on them right now and i don't mean that in a way of like they have to go and go do all this stuff go crazy but it's the fact that like they need them to play well, that this is those are the guys that could push them forward in a way that this roster is stale otherwise. Like they just are. We talked about it last year about certain things, but it's like, let's just fast like it might not be stale on Monday. It may not be stale in training camp. It may not be stale in the preseason. But like if it's December and they're in the playing range and it's like, oh, here we go again, like that's where things get weird and they start looking across at each other in that locker room. They're like, we this has happened before even though the way it finished it's like uh, this is getting this is reoccurring again and we're going to need superman jimmy butler to save the day again like i think that's when things get weird so i hate to say that it's like on these <laughs> rookies and sophomore guys but like there's no doubt that they need them to play at least a decent role in the rotation to put them in a decent position especially i hate to be that guy because i'm always the, the basketball guy but like with the way these like that we're talking about them as assets can like like mm-hmm. maybe they could show themselves their value because like for some reason the Tyler Heroes, the Hawkes, and the Yoviches of the world are at like nobodies. But I could guarantee you, like, and then if they were like in Toronto and it was the role, roles were reversed, the, imagine what we'd be talking about with the, the how great Yovich and Tyler were as assets and this and that. Like Correct. that's what has hurt them. So a long way of just saying that the, the young guys we've been talking about in such a different manner this off season, but we're going to get to be talking about them in a much different way once the season begins. All right. Uh, when I, when we come back, I want to get into uh, Tyler specifically uh, and a little bit of Jim and a little bit of Jimmy. 
before we head on in this one, and then we're going to save a lot of other content as we go forward as as other things uh develop but even as we're speaking right now shams is reporting boston i'm so exhausted but boston toronto and miami expected to show interest in drew this is after philadelphia was expected to show interest in drew i just come back to this he wouldn't deal with you on dame like now all of a sudden like now he so has to justify it. this trade i mean i know woes he went starts out answering back now <laughs> right and called it the greatest trade of all time even though he got total garbage in this deal okay and it's going to go down as a horrible deal trust me i i did okay the only way you can salvage it is by getting a lot for drew so now the heat are going to give him that like that's going to work out here i i am dubious on all of this stuff i mean as much as i'd love to do 12 drew holiday podcasts before media day i just oh, I, so I, I love drew holiday i i can't I, he's talked about retiring recently i i just can't and i will say someone <clears throat> Not in the front office, uh, but some someone with an interest in it texted me as soon as this happened and said they should go get Drew now. Okay, and this is someone with an interest in the situation. But again, you got to go to the same person. Like I don't, it's like no soup for you. I don't, I don't really understand it. All right, we'll get to. Uh, I want to get to Tyler a little bit here before we close, and then some Jimmy stuff. And then we're gonna get this posted just because yeah, I mean everything is gonna we're gonna probably stuff's gonna leak about this process over the next twenty four hours. I was gonna hours. say there's some leaks. Would you call this a disaster, perchance? I would call it a disaster. That's what I would call it. And when you have a disaster, when you've got leaks, you've got water damage, mold damage, dame damage. Reach out to water cleanup of Florida. In fact, you probably should have done the preventative maintenance program, uh, the anti Joe Cronin program. They can do that at water cleanup of Florida as well. well. I'm not sure, but Michael Robert and the team are pretty good at everything. Reach out to Michael at nine. 5-5-4-5-7-9-0-3-5-6. That's 954-579-0356. Water cleanup of Florida. WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. Water cleanup of Florida. Also, Better Edge. I think we actually ran a contest on Better Edge and where Dane would end up. I gotta go see how that played out. Go to betteredge.com, use the code 5RS. And where did he go today? Get $20 to play Better Edge. Is legal in many, many states. That's another thing that happened. Check out betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN, $20 to play. You're betting against others who use it, so you can find the line you want. You're not betting against the app. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer and also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks half of what you pay for other big brands also i would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash so check it out you can go to harrys.com backslash five that's harrys.com backslash five you'll get a 13 dollars trial set for just three bucks again don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, 
The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right. Um, let's get to, to Jimmy first, okay? Uh Jimmy basically accused the Bucks of tampering on, on, on <laughs> at about two, roughly as the trade was happening, right? Like it was, it was right there because I, I after the trade happened, after it was posted, I went back and there was this story from Jimmy on on Instagram like twelve minutes earlier, where he essentially accused him of tampering, and then his agent Bernie Lee. Uh, there were all these questions on Twitter about whether Jimmy was basically going to boycott the heat and be pissed off and all this. And so Bernie came out and said, he's not going to ask for a trade for anywhere. Basically he made a joke about how, unless he's going to end up playing for PS G or some other soccer, soccer side or something like that. Um, look, uh, Jimmy believes that he can carry anybody to the finals. Uh, the idea was he shouldn't have to. <laughs> I think that's where we're at. Uh, and look, he, he made it clear to the front office he wanted Dame. I don't think this is going to lead to a major tantrum or anything like that. Just like I didn't think he was going to go in and demand to the front office that they do this or that or the other. But he'll get asked about it on Monday and he'll deflect it as best he can. He'll talk about his guys and he'll be contrarian and he'll call himself the best player in the world for that day. And then three days later, he'll say he's not in the top 100. That's just who Jimmy is. Um, But I think that's where Heat fans are. I think Heat fans feel worse for Jimmy maybe than Jimmy feels for Jimmy. Um, I get that sense a little bit. But he'll make the best of the situation. I just think I think all of them are exhausted by this at this point. Um, just like we are. And I just don't think they believe the heat's going to get the guy at this point. Like I, I think I, and I understand fan sentiment on that because it has been since Jimmy that these names have come up and they haven't been able to get them. And now you can go back and revisit the Beal thing and say, well, if you weren't going to get Dame, maybe you could have gotten Beal for what ended up going there. And then Phoenix ended up getting involved in this trade as well. And they look fortified for this season. And so when you start to add that together, you look at Milwaukee and Phoenix in particular, and you're kind of like, okay, these teams figured out a way to get these things done. But so, but I don't think, again, Jimmy's going to throw a major tantrum. He's not going to boycott media day. None of that stuff is going to happen. I want to make that clear. Tyler is a more interesting story here because we've been monitoring this the whole offseason. But like today, I will say this. He's aligned with Jimmy. That's good because he was retweeting Jimmy uh, videos where Jimmy was talking about, you know, Milwaukee and collusion and all this stuff. Do we have any idea where Tyler's head is right now? Because the stuff he's liking on Twitter is completely confusing me. Like, I, I don't I like think he it's was an emotion himself getting traded. He was liking the Portland front office being snakes. He was like, I don't I don't know. And I don't know what I don't know where he's at right now. I got to be honest. I think that we've all had an emotional few days and it has been in a, it's a situation where I just don't think anyone probably in this moment in time, particularly somebody who's personally involved in any of this um, should be judged on their social media activity. Probably like it's just reading in too deep, but I, I think Tyler will be fine. I frankly, it has more to do for me. Like that if they expect Tyler to play primary point guard stuff and we're not going down this road tonight, I promise listeners, don't worry. I'm not going veering off. If they're expecting that from him, that's just not the role that I think he'll that he's best 
in. And so I just, I wonder what you do at that spot. And there's just a big hole at lead guard on this team. And, but he'll get the usage and he'll get the shots and he should start. Um, I think him and Josh probably sounds like the right kind of starting backcourt at this current moment, if I had to project it. Uh, but it's just weird. I, I, he'll be fine. And Jimmy and Bam and all those guys, they love Tyler. The organization is, is obviously committed to Tyler. But everybody knows what time this was. And I just think that we're lying to ourselves if you can just act like everybody can go back to business as usual. I just think that ultimately, eventually, that is going to rear its ugly head. Well, the one thing you can't do to Tyler now is tell him to come off the bench. I mean, we had talked about that. If they kept him somehow uh, in a Dame trade, that you could maybe make the case that you come off the bench, play 32 minutes with another six man of the year award and stagger the lineups. Those were fun episodes. Uh, that's obviously not happening now uh, in any way. And now you are leaning on him to develop in a major way. I, I mean, again, nobody can read anybody's mind. We've obviously done our reporting, talking to people around him and others in the organization and, and all that, but we haven't spoken to Tyler directly. Won't get an opportunity to do that until Monday. Uh, where do uh, Brady and Alice, I'll let you close with this. I mean, do we expect issues? I guess we've been saying all along, we didn't expect any, but now, now we're three days we're four days away. If I can be honest, I don't, I don't see it at all. I, I think he's a guy that is absolutely about his work and his business. You see what he's doing on his IG, the stuff, getting up early and training and all that stuff. Uh, I think he's, I said it earlier, like he's just a hooper. Like he just wants to hoop. It really comes down to that. And it's not a situation where it's like bad blood, where it's he wants to be here. He wants to be in Miami. He wants to play for the Heat. He wants everything to do with this situation that it's like, I don't see that being the case. As for like the IG stuff, like as much as we say Jimmy's a troll, I think Tyler's picked up on some of that. Like I think a lot of that is Tyler just trolling around and just messing around with people. Um, especially as Greg said, like this whole process is weird. Like if you're not having a little bit of fun with it, like you're, there's, <laughs> there's going to be something wrong with you. So, um, but no, I really don't like, I think, I mean, I could see initial awkwardness, like you walking into media day and like walking by these guys that like, like potentially went to the, the desk and asked for Damian Lillard to get <laughs> to, to be traded for. Like there'll be like that initial awkwardness. But other than that, once like Tuesday comes around and it's training camp and then Spo and all these coaches trying to put the work in, like they go hard in training camp. Miami does. So it's like once that comes around, like I think we're not having this discussion anymore. Like we are. Like we're having podcasts about it every day, but they're not having that discussion. So I'm not too worried about it. And I and I do think we should probably do an episode about how Spo handles training camp, and we may get to that over the next over the next few days. Uh, Alex, are you are you expecting? Anything here? I, I, I kind of feel like the best way to best way to get this get handled is for Jimmy to just make a joke at that I tried to trade all their asses, you know, just make light yeah. of the situation. Like that might be the best mm -hmm. way to and that might ultimately be what happens. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um I think Jimmy likely will, you know, do something like that. I think he's always wanted to treat it treat everything with humor and you know, lighten the mood. As you said, like he that's just that's just how he is. It's just it, like you said at the top of the show, it's just there's there's no sugarcoating it. It's just a bad day for the Heat, and like Leif said also at the top of the show, they're going to be okay. Both things can be true, and that's just kind of where I stand at this point after a really disappointing day and just a really exhausting summer. Um, after 
you know, multiple exhausting summers in the past. Like, it's just, I think that's um, the thing that is really like pulling at people is just the fact that this has happened before and this was supposed to be the different one. Not to keep harping on that point, but th this was supposed to be the one. And, you know, again, I've been trying to, you know, curb the jinx stuff since July 1st, man. And here we are. Here we freaking are, man. Like, You're I, right. saw, I can't fault. believe it actually happened, though. Like, I, I People was People are worried so about mad it. at Ethan and I. Like, just... But we here we are. Barry, Barry, can, I, can I read Barry's tweet before we go? Because Barry, Barry threw us yeah. into this, which means I had to mute this conversation. And we, we love Barry. And, you know, I give... Look, you I, I give... You're not reading I, every I, tweet? And I, I, I give credit to um, I give credit to the guys who get in the muck on this because I, I this is not easy and we've tried to do that day after day. I'm not crediting ourselves for the nice deals getting done, but we try to tell we try to tell you what we're hearing. Barry does the same thing, and uh, you know the 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 not the downside of that is if it doesn't end up happening, you're at fault as much as everybody else is. Um, but Barry's tweeting all that Barry tweeted as he actually tagged us in this. Anyone who asks us and he parentheses at five reasons sports, which comes back to me at Anthony Chang, that's his partner with the Herald, obviously, um, et cetera, whether he can get random next available name, holiday healed, whoever understand that yearning for this has become an unhealthy, unsatisfying way to go through life like an addiction, except reality of the way things are. And then he essentially was asked, I think, how uh, and then uh, I'll, I'll give credit to the, the the same people who follow Barry follow us. So I'll just I'll go through this. Uh, this comes from the number one and Juan Hernandez. How, Barry? This is prime Jimmy time. Why is the front office being so conservative? And Barry tweeted the four words that nobody wants to hear. They like their team. Oh, man. And so that just blew up. And I'll, I'll close here. Again, this always happens at the worst possible time. I was in a Whole Foods when this happened, picking up some groceries as I was going to get my daughter to take pick her up from school, take her to like an acting class. And we had to find a Panera Bread in the rain so I could kind of jump on playback with you guys after I got her. And the first thing she says to me is, she says, Dane was sent to Milwaukee? Why would they do that to him? <laughs> anyway, have a good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.